Thank you for joining us on the Overcoming Monday podcast, where we provide you little secrets for your big breakthrough. This podcast is designed to enhance your emotional and spiritual health. Our mission is to help you understand yourself, the people you love, and the world around you so that you can win where it matters most. In each episode, we'll hear from writer, speaker, mom, and pastor's wife, Shari King, as she invites you into conversations about the issues that matter most to you. Now, let's get started. All right, welcome to the most ADD Overcoming Monday, I think, that we're going to yeah, have. fun is worth it. <laughs> yes. yeah. um, we have lots of people in the studio here today. We have Jayla Jones. Hey. Yeah, Jayla worked on Crossroads Summer Staff 2016 and 2018 and now lives in Anderson. And Jayla, I love I where you work, um, Aging with Flair. Yep, Aging with Flair. <laughs> and you do early interventionist. I do. I do early intervention with little kids. Okay. Yeah. And that's good. Because they need interventioning. Um, they do. Yes. And um, Tyler Jenkins is yeah. here with us today. Here. Yep. And Tyler works on staff at New Spring Church mm-hmm. uh, with my husband and many other people. Yep. And Tyler, you've had a lot of influence on my kids' lives. I love well that. Yeah. I appreciate you. You raised really great kids. Oh. Yep. Jacob, Jojo, if you're listening, I love you guys. Well, you were significant <laughs> when we moved here and encouraging them. So I want to thank you for that. Yep. And finally... Least but not last, last but not least, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Tucker Ficklin, who has worked for our ministry for a long time. Hello, hello. Mm-hmm. And you do all the things. Tell people what you do. I do a little bit of everything. I do some graphic design. I do social media. I write stuff. I help James, our producer, um, mm-hmm. do his video work. And um, yeah. Today we have the creatives in the studio, I would say. So today we're going to talk about singleness and pretty much we're going to talk about creating community as a single adult, but also some of the highs and lows of being single, Um, because I know that there are people out there who need what y'all have to say. (laughs) And I wrote this down and I'm going to read it just out because I really feel this way about y'all and I feel like if I don't read it, then I'm not going to say it right. But this is what I said in my intro. These three friends are living with purpose and on purpose And I've created a beautiful community of single friends who are passionate about loving life and serving Jesus. So I really do believe that about the friends that I have in this room. And I know that after this conversation, you guys are going to love what they have to say. So let's start the conversation off by talking about some of the things that you guys love about being single. Oh, man. So start us off, brother. I'm 25, so it's taken me a long time to get to where I'm like, being single is kind of awesome, actually. But um, it never really hit me until a lot of my friends started getting married. And of Mm -hmm. course, they're all happily married. It's not like, you know, they have ruined their lives or anything. (laughs) But I just see how much freedom I have, and I see how much Mm -hmm. I'm able to just listen to the Lord and what he is calling me to do. And obviously he calls everyone to do things and we all have the ability to do that. But it feels so cool to know that God can literally sweep me off my feet at any moment and everything has a seat at the table. Like there's Mm, nothing that's like that crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's just exciting to me. It's exciting that I get to spend my free time doing whatever I want, that I'm not really um, 
tied down too much mm-hmm. and I can kind of ebb and flow and yeah. my yeah. nights are literally whatever so I want them to be. And it's like, <laughs> it's really awesome. Yeah, like I've good. thought about how much, you know, I do want to be married someday, but I also will definitely mourn the freedom <laughs> that I have. Yeah. Like, 100 yeah. percent yeah and it's yeah. not just time yeah, honestly sure. it's your money yeah. you know it's i can yeah. you, i can take this trip because mm-hmm. pretty much i want Amen. to take this yeah. trip and i'm financially able to do it yeah. so yeah. i'm gonna yeah. do it and that, there's not a lot of uh other things that yeah. you, i mean there's bills of course in right. school yeah. but responsibility yeah. what about you guys yeah i definitely echo that i think that the biggest thing that comes to mind when i think about what do i love about being single is like the freedom, but I think at the same time, not just like freedom of like, I was thinking like, oh, I get to travel where I want to go. I don't have to like check in with another person. Um, and even thinking about like, I don't have to like carry the burden of something else um, or someone else. Not that that would, that's not a thing that I won't willingly do when I am <laughs> married, but like that I get to just kind of do. And um, sort of like what Tucker said, my yes is on the table more spontaneously. Mm-hmm. I can kind of just say yes without having to think like, well, this, 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 and this. Um, there are like no factors limiting that. And that like is even influential in my relationship with the Lord that like I'm able to more fully devote myself to my ministry because I don't have a marriage before mm-hmm. it. Um, and so I think even in that I've found, and it's taken me a long time. It's not like I just like have always felt this way, but I found that that to be really fruitful that I get to like devote myself fully and wholly to just like my relationship with Jesus. Cause there it is know. just me and him. Yeah. Um, it's not like me, him and my husband. And so I think that that's like a beautiful thing that I really love about being single too. I feel like I don't totally know everything about your job, Jayla, but if you're working with kids <laughs> mm-hmm. and you don't have kids, I feel like going to work and working with those kids can be a lot more fulfilling than having kids at home and then going to work and being like, oh my gosh, I don't have any more energy for yeah. kids, you yeah, know? For sure. I don't know. And so it's kind of like a grandparent thing where you minister to them and then you can leave. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I think that like a lot of the work that I do is um, working with kids with special needs and disabilities. And so it's really taxing mm-hmm. um, and it's very tiring and it is a blessing to come home to like adults. Mm-hmm. And I say that every time I walk in the door, like when I come home at the end of the day, they're like, oh, adult interaction. <laughs> um, and that like it'll, children will be a blessing, um, but it's like an even bigger blessing that I get to ho- come home and like just do conversation and community mm-hmm. with like adult people and yeah. not have to be like, let me go talk to like this person of mine and like I can just like come home and do whatever I know feels restful in that moment Mm -hmm. for me Mm -hmm. um but not like in a selfish way Mm -hmm. but just in a way that is like I don't know freeing yeah Yeah, I don't think you're selfish (laughs) great (laughs) awesome who are some single people that you guys look up to yeah also this off my mom I really Mm -hmm. look I was raised by a single mom yeah Mm -hmm. and uh, as of late, she's actually recently started dating. And so it's just been as weird as you can imagine that being. Uh, yes. uh, <laughs> it was like, How long so, has she been single? I mean, since you were... Since I was since I was born. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So um, she... Uh, <clears throat> I remember her telling me a couple a couple uh, months ago that she was like seeing this guy and that he was pretty cool and she was excited for me to meet him. And I was just like, wait, you... What? <laughs> you met a... <laughs> like, wait, what? what? <laughs> Without my permission, what? It was just like, instantly the roles were switched, like, give me your phone right now, like that type of thing. But um, no, and so, j- j- but she sat me down, she's like, hey, no, 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 this is always a desire that I've had, um, but it's always taken a back seat to you. Um, and it was just, I guess the reason I looked up to that is because it's refreshing to hear somebody that 
their desire for a relationship doesn't drive everything about their life. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like um, she has that desire, but it succumbs to her responsibility and what she felt like, what Mm -hmm. she felt like got it put in front of her for that season at that time. Um, And I want that as well. You know, I don't Mm want to be driven by, because I have been, um, and I know people that are, that are driven by that desire. Um, And so to hear my mom articulate that, I was just like, Mm -hmm. you know what, mom? Yeah. Mad respect. That's so so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Mad respect for moms. Good stuff. I can't imagine all the things that you learned that you don't even know from how she's valued you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, how you probably have a deep-seated understanding of how much you're worth, even though you don't maybe even understand how much, you know, how much she ministered to you by saying, I'm going to remain single Mm -hmm. because I love my son and Mm -hmm. I want to do well in Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. before I move on. Yeah, so, so good. I'm so grateful. She's she's amazing. Anyone, mm-hmm. either one of y'all? Yeah, I was gonna say my mom too. Um, me and Tyler have similar stories. I was also raised by a single mom, and I think the thing that I always admired about her was that like she had been married and then wasn't. And so I think that to have it, like to be able to have marriage, the thing that like a lot of us long for, but then not have it anymore, and to still be content in your singleness seems like insane to me. And I'd like in a crazy way is like, I would be like, no, I would never want if I knew and like almost like I've tasted what's good. Like I want to continue to like live in that. But I watched my mom like um, go through like a messy divorce in um, like a hard relationship and but still be able to rejoice the times in her marriage that were beautiful, but also be able to walk in singleness and say that like. I don't need that Mm -hmm. um, because I have Jesus. And that was really huge for me in the moments in my life when all of my friends got married so young, like still Mm -hmm. in college. And I was like, I'm not even thinking about it. But then there was like a pressure to think about it. And she was like, you don't even have to. It's look at me. And I was able to look at her and be like in the same way of like she has chosen to put her family and her faith over some relationship. And I think that's so beautiful because like most people her age who were like middle age were dating and she wasn't trying to or even in moments that she did it wasn't a thing of like oh this relationship didn't work out they're just my luck there wasn't like pessimism Mm -hmm. um there was always that communication to us that like singleness is a gift and I want to remind you of that even when you see me struggle with it Mm -hmm. I want you to know that like deep down it truly is a gift and Mm -hmm. that's like what the Lord wants you to know as well and that was like just really encouraging for me um, to hear, even as a young child. Yeah. Cool. Mm. I know that sometimes when you're single and you want to be married, it mm. can be easy to put your hopes and dreams kind of on the side because you're thinking, well, I don't want to start something that I right. get into until I know who mm-hmm. I'm going to marry and then we can do it together or I don't want to get too rooted somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I still I think it's important to pursue dreams. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to get you guys' perspective on what dreams are you pursuing? How do you, what's your perspective on pursuing a dream when you don't quite have that spouse that you right. want or you're still hoping yeah. that that's going to happen? And how do you overcome that obstacle? Because I feel like that's something that a lot of people probably struggle with. It's yeah, that, It's actually probably a little bit easier once you know uh, or have that dream placed in your heart because it then becomes a filter for your dating life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know a lot of uh, relational endeavors have been cut short because it's like, well, this is what I know God's put on my heart. Yeah. And I'm going into ministry and I'm going to build a local church. This is what I'm going to commit my life to. Yeah. You know, are you down for that? You know, it's got to be one of the initial conversations. Yeah. Um, and it's actually kind of helped me sift through some 
some decision decisions. Yeah. So yeah. Tyler, you're saying that you actually think knowing who you are and what you're pursuing helps you to choose who it is yes. that you want to date yeah. better. Yes. That's yeah. great. Yes. yes. I went on a date not too long ago. It was actually a, quite a, a long time ago now, but <laughs> like just, that's okay, Tucker. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> We're fine with it's that. It's fine. It's not the last person I dated, so that's good. No, and yeah. someone listening might actually, Amen. you know, yeah. Is that a word of knowledge? I like that guy's voice. That's why Shari brought us our guests. What's your Instagram uh, thing, bro? We'll put it in the notes. We'll put it in the notes. Show notes. Yeah. But I mean, something that God has laid on my heart and something that I love more than anything is like traveling the world and Mm -hmm. like being on mission and seeing, you know, God's creation and God's people. And I was at it on a date and it was like very nonchalant and like not a big moment, but she was like, I've never really felt the need to like leave the United States. And I was like, Oh, Mm. cool. (laughs) Well, this will never work. You know what I'm saying? The gong starts going off (laughs) in the back of your head. Yeah. And it's like, I know so much more of who I am now than I did when I was even like 20 that I, you know, I know the kind of person that would be down for the calling of my life. And I, you know, obviously will expect that I'll be down for what they have too. And I think that it's awesome how God brings people together. Like you and Clayton are such a great example of that, yeah. of how mm-hmm. you yeah. both do ministry together mm-hmm. and like you've been running the race side by side the whole time. Mm-hmm. I think that's so cool. And that's like, so God ordained. And so, yeah, I mean, I remember you talking about like that conversation you guys had in this truck or something mm-hmm. about you being like, listen, like I'm in this too. Like this is the path I'm walking as well. And like, I'm not going to just sit around and watch you live your life. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. like we're doing this together mm-hmm. and you know, you both were down with that and it's been awesome. So I think that I totally agree that it's so cool that I know like who I am and I'm so much more self-assured than I was five years ago that Mm -hmm. I know what I'm not willing to give up on. And I know what God has put on my heart and like, yeah, just trusting that he has someone that is going to fall in line with that. So good, Tucker. I love that. We're going to transition into talking about um, how to develop a community as a single person. But there's this, um, someone asked this question. So on our Instagram feed for Overcoming Monday, they had a question on here for you guys. So it's not on our sheet. I'm just popping this one out. Um, And this one really isn't necessarily about being single, but it kind of is. It's more about dating a little bit. But anyway, she says, how can I put Jesus first when and if I find a guy? And I feel like we're kind of in that vein before we move to community. Mm-hmm. Can we mm-hmm. maybe address this question? Yeah, yeah um, for sure. I think a small helpful thing, I'm sure what Jayla has to say is <laughs> noteworthy, <laughs> way more noteworthy. Yeah, because we're talking about guys maybe. <laughs> 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 Guy or girl, I think. Start start with your story and yeah. just put that out there out front. This is this has been my life. Yeah. Um, and all that was, was, was something. But post-meeting Jesus, it's all been about this. Yeah. Um, and this is what I'm going to be about um, in light of my encounter with him. And so mm-hmm. I think start with your story, you know, first date. Yeah. Five minute test testimonies is what we call it. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say something similar of the I think something that happens a lot and I've seen happen in my life is that 
for some reason when I start dating someone or someone's interested in me, I start forgetting that I'm a believer and that like that's the part of me that they're going to reject, even though mm-hmm. the person I'm talking to is also a believer. Yeah. Um, but I think that I think to myself like, oh, it's going to like scare them away or something that I'm like so into Jesus mm-hmm. um, when hopefully I would hope that that is the thing that they're the most drawn to me about. Mm-hmm. And so I think that for that, I was going to say that like, lead just like you would if this was a friend because that's what it is this is a friend that you're trying to get to know in a more intimate way and i think that a lot of times we get so um we get so like caught up on the idea that we need to control every aspect and it needs to work out perfect and i have to do something to get them to not leave or not all these different things um where really if you just are authentically yourself and authentically in love with jesus the way that you are um, that if they, if that's not something that they want to buy into, then they don't, and you don't have control over that. Yeah. And it doesn't speak to your character. It doesn't speak to your value, but more than anything, what God wants to see from you is you to continue to love him the way that you do with anyone. Mm-hmm. And so your conversation should be modeled in that and that you shouldn't be willing to forego things that are your truth, um, because you want to impress them. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think it's just a matter of saying the center of my life is Jesus right. and a ring around that life is my dating environment. Mm-hmm. And so I get to go on a date with this guy but at the center of my life still remains Jesus and to be aware of what it would look like if they become the center of your life instead of Jesus Mm -hmm. if you can't stop thinking about them all the time it's all you want to do like those types of things that like as long as Jesus remains at the center that like your dating relationship should be um like blessed in that that like I'm just trying to be myself loving Jesus and you just happen to be along for the ride Mm -hmm. yeah that's so good are you gonna say something yeah I think the especially in Christian culture, we complicate dating so much. And I am such a victim of this, like, or not a victim, like I take part in it. Like I comp- uh, complicate relationships so quickly and so easily, but, and it's hard because, you know, there's nothing in the Bible about dating there. It's just kind of this thing that we're, you know, trying out and hoping. And I still don't really know what, like, it's supposed to feel like because I don't think that I've experienced that but I do hope that as a believer that I leave room for the Holy Spirit to speak yeah. to me and yeah. to her yeah. about the situation because I think it's so easy like Jayla said to like calibrate yourself mm-hmm. and to like just even in small ways just like change your personality for a person or that little insecurity, like hiding it and being like, I'm not going to expose this part of myself until this is like further down the line. Like for some things that definitely is appropriate, but Mm -hmm. I think that, um, you know, if something as cliche as it is, if something's supposed to happen, if God has, um, going to bring two people together, he's going to do it. And so, um, you know, if something doesn't feel right, like that's probably a good Mm -hmm. like sign. And, I hope that um, I'm always like seeking the Holy Spirit in those feelings and in just everything that comes with it, like the temptation, the um, idolatry that it can so easily turn into, just like leaving space to kind of check yourself and say, mm-hmm. am I being my truest self? Yeah. Am I being mm-hmm. the person that God's called me to be? And am I still following Jesus in the yeah. exact same way that I was when I didn't have a person that, yeah. you know, wanted to tell me good morning yeah. <laughs> through text every morning. Yeah. You, know I mean, you just got on somebody's toes. Yeah. <laughs> or that's what so, Tucker, uh, if someone does want to date Tucker, that's what he wants. Someone mm-hmm. to say good morning. 
morning. It means a lot. Yeah. It's great. Overcoming Monday when we said to go. That's what this all was about. I well, told Char to do this. Yes, yes. Um, t- I signed a contract with Tucker. Yeah. <laughs> it's very serious. Um, I have a married person perspective on this. So I think that a lot of people, when they're entering into dating, have this feeling of if I get excited about that person or I get all these super feelings inside where I wake up and I think about them first instead of Jesus, there's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. But I literally just got through studying Song of Solomon in my Old Testament class. Yes, and it's about relationships. Mm-hmm. It's about a man yeah. and a woman enjoying each other. And honestly, people have tried to take it and make it something else, like mm-hmm. it's an allegory about Jesus and the church, mm-hmm. which kind of makes sense until you realize that they're talking to each other about mm-hmm. their bodies, and then like yeah. the guy has a mom, and who's who would God's mom be? And you know, <laughs> like it have you really, seen my lover? Yes, I saw him have you the lattice. Seen, right? Yeah. And then oh, he left, goodness. you know, and look at all his body, <laughs> and look at her body, and I'm like, that's not. Yeah, you can't completely take that allegory. I mean, right. that alliteration, and apply it to. God, Jesus, and the church. Now, are there verses that you could possibly do it with? Probably, but let's get real. This is a this is a scripture about sexual relations with mm-hmm. one another. And the reason that it's in the Bible is because during that time, they had a lot of improper views of how what, how sex, what sex was used for. Wow. Mm-hmm. And a lot of wow. it was for pagan worship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people who would go into the temple and in order to have a child, they would have sex with a priest in order to worship wow. a god and hope that that god would give them children. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so God's redeeming the world's view on sex. So here's what I think about dating. I think sometimes we feel like we're betraying God by loving someone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's not a betrayal Mm -hmm. because God wants you to love. Mm -hmm. God wants you to love someone else. When I go through things with my husband sometimes, um, I lean on him. I do. And I'll have to admit that sometimes I listen to his words just as much as I'm listening to Jesus, because I think that Jesus sometimes gives my husband words that I can't hear from him. Yeah. You know, yeah. just like your friends sometimes yeah. will speak into your life in a way that you're trying to hear the Lord, but somehow there's this like block there and they're like, let me tell you what Jesus has to say to you right yeah. now. Yeah. And so I think that when we're dating, we're like, oh gosh, where's Jesus? Am I in balance? You can't always be in balance. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of like, is my life working in a way that Jesus is still who I'm living for, right. mm-hmm. but then I have this other person living for him with me. Right. And it's yeah. okay to be excited. It's okay to have yeah. butterflies in your belly. It's okay to sometimes get a little bit out of balance and go, oh my gosh, like maybe I'm giving this guy too much time and I need to, I need to make sure that my time with the Lord is right. here and we need to back off a little bit. Yeah. And so that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's not Don't bad. Sad about it. Yeah. 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 So... There's a little dating thing there. We were talking about single, but now we talked about dating for a bit. And next, after this break, we're going to talk about how to form community in single life. Hey guys, a quick break to talk about something very exciting happening at Clayton King Ministries. We're now accepting summer staff applications for our 25th year of Crossroads Summer Camp. Now, if you don't know what that is, it's six weeks of the summer that we put on the coolest, most exciting summer camp for teenagers. 
And I know we're a little biased, but we hear countless stories about how Crossroads has transformed lives year after year, and most student pastors tell us that it's the amazing summer staff that sets our camp apart. So we guarantee that being a part of what God is doing at Crossroads Summer Camp as a summer staffer will give you the best summer of your life. I'm not kidding. It will be the best summer of your life. The community that is built, the students that you get to pour into, and all the fun that you have changed my life forever, and it will do the same for you. So if you're a college student looking for a summer job in ministry that will have an eternal impact, consider this your invitation to apply to be a part of Crossroads Summer Staff in 2020. Applications are live now at CrossroadSummerCamp.com slash Summerstaff. Again, that's CrossroadSummerCamp.com slash Summerstaff. Okay, now back to the show. All right, so let's shift the conversation a bit, and we're going to talk about um, how did you guys end up forming the group that you have, like your group of friends? How did that come to be, and about how long did it take before you guys felt like you were a family, like you were comfortable with one another? Oh, family. Um, Yeah, so I moved here a year ago, like a year ago exactly, actually. Um, I moved here with a um, hope to start community. I knew that there were the, the foundation for community was here. Um, I was coming from home where community was not existent at all, and I looked for it like everywhere, and I couldn't find it. And so, um, me and um, my friend Rachel, um, we had this idea, and God had kind of placed on our hearts um, the scripture of Acts two forty two through forty seven, and it talks about the fellowship of believers, and it um, is talking about the early church and how it started, and what fellowship of believers looked like, and that they devoted themselves to prayer and that they broke bread together, and that they gave to each other as each had need, um, and that every day um, God added to their number those who were being saved. Mm. Um, and we read this scripture. When we came here, we started a home group, and it was just a few of us who were like, we want community. We want a home group. We're just going to start one. Um, and we started it, and we read through Acts. And then when we landed upon this scripture in Acts, just the Lord really placed on our hearts that like we wanted to form this into something beautiful that we could all share in and that we had looked at our lives and said, man, one of the places that I know that a lot of people feel um, not left out, but in some ways forgotten um, is when they're in this kind of young professional um, single, but like in your mid to early to mid twenties age where it's just kind of like limbo where you're not really in school or you're not doing the traditional thing for your age, but you're also not married and you're also like Mm -hmm. not like in your thirties. And so it's this kind of awkward stage in between where we are like, we don't have to like mourn in that or that to be like the life version of sophomore year of high school. It can like actually be fruitful and it can be beautiful. And from home group, we also decided that on Sundays we would do something called family dinner um, and we just open up our home um, in the spirit of gospel hospitality to people that are like us, people who aren't like us, um, just anyone that we know to have a time where we can praise and we can have fun and we can laugh and we eat food and um, we just spend time together and we get to know each other and it's a place where we can be vulnerable, but mm-hmm. we can also like goof around and like spend the whole hour talking about nothing. I do most um, of the goofing. and but it's really beautiful because the dynamic there is there's not one with boundaries or rules or anything it's just like we're gonna be who we are with Mm -hmm. each other and we're gonna really like as much as i it makes me cringe to say it like do life together um and so just to like live on fire for jesus together but in a way that's like authentic and isn't like us trying to be like these upstanding christians we're just going to be real with each other and Mm -hmm. 
um, it's been such a blessing because we've seen our group grow so much um, and it's shifted and it's transformed and we've gone through seasons of celebration and seasons of heartbreak um, and seasons of like trial, but also like seasons of rejoicing. Um, and even just being, even in that, we've learned so much about rejoicing when others rejoice and weeping when others weep. Um, and that was the model of it. And we've just really seen it grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like been such a blessing just for even for me moving here and like having like three friends mm-hmm. it's been a really big blessing yeah. to be like i don't know like we're all kind of transplants but we yeah. all like came together yeah and i know you said you felt comfortable like from the start jayla that's just oh, your yeah. personality yeah yeah i think that like which is odd because i'm also like really not vulnerable mm-hmm. and like they can probably attest to that i do not i have lots of guards <laughs> i'm not very vulnerable but i like click with people like this and so mm-hmm. to feel comfortable in a space of a lot of people is like my my shtick mm. i'm an enneagram seven i like thrive at a party and so i think that for me it was a quick jump but i know that like that's not necessarily the case for everyone mm-hmm. but that's where a large part of knowing understanding that comes into mm-hmm. play that like i can't be like why are you not okay with like comfortable with us yet yeah, yeah. what about y'all tucker and tyler yeah so i started coming to I think the first thing that I did with you guys that you hosted at your house was the Christmas party mm-hmm. and so this is being recorded in October so almost a year ago um, but I was so nervous to just I don't know I'm very introverted and it's um, honestly this group has helped me a lot with this but just being in a room with like mostly strangers is like, my least ideal situation (laughs) most of the time. Um, And so I was like very hesitant and I just didn't know like if this is something I actually wanted to commit to, but I remember walking in and just feeling so comfortable. And um, I think it's so cool just how um, something we learned in the discipleship program I did um, here through CKM a few years back um, is that when you are practicing hospitality as an act of like spiritual discipline, like God is there and he is kind Mm -hmm. of like has his hand over the whole situation. And there's just like a presence there where people Mm -hmm. feel welcome. Mm -hmm. And I think that Rachel and Jayla have done such an awesome job of keeping that at the center. And that is what they're doing. That's Mm -hmm. their mission. And I think that's why, everyone myself included have found a place there like Mm -hmm. and i've heard so many people say like there's no way that i could be this much myself Mm -hmm. in just any old group yeah and so i think that that's just such a beautiful thing that's such a like that's just such a beautiful picture of what jesus wants us to do Mm -hmm. with our time and our homes and um i'm so thankful yeah. To you guys, I don't think I've ever said that, but wow, I'm so man, thankful. Just, yeah. up over here. We're like, having a moment. Yeah. Tyler's there's, crying. The, Tucker's confessing. Confessing. <laughs> Jayla's feeling affirmed. Yeah. <laughs> but it really has. It's given. It's made Anderson feel so much like home. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, I walk into church and I just see all my people, and yeah. it's the best they feeling. Swarm you. And it, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's just so cool. And um, yeah. So I think that it's just really special when you do it as an act of spiritual discipline mm-hmm. and that's definitely what they've done and it has just been super fruitful and as much as I was uncomfortable with it in the beginning like now I feel like mm. such a part of it mm. and it's given me some of my best friendships like 
I have known most of these people for not even a year, but they definitely feel like family. Yeah. Mm. And you guys are not afraid to do like uncommon things to <laughs> like keep God at the center of it and to like bring everyone back to like why we're doing this and how biblical it mm. is to live this way. And it's not easy. And there's definitely times where it's hard and there's, you know, conflict, but like it's such a beautiful picture of Romans and acts mm -hmm. and like the early church. And so it's just such a cool thing to be a part of. And I'm super thankful for it. That's yeah. so good. I know one of the comments on overcoming Monday that someone sent in is how do I find community if I'm really shy and introverted? So yeah. we didn't even plan to answer wow. that one. We're there you right go. There together friends. Yeah. What That's, about you, um, Tyler? Yeah, that was so beautiful. Mm -hmm. I know, um, Psalms talks about how, I don't know exactly which chapter it's in. So Google this as you're listening to it. You're probably listening on your phone. You can just open Safari. Um, but, how how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity, harmony, mm. and love. And there mm. the Lord pours out a blessing, life forevermore. Mm. So there's something about us gathering in a moment that God blesses for a lifetime. Yeah. yeah. And that's so much more valuable than I've had to learn that people, us all being together in one place is so much more valuable than anything that I'm coming in with. Because mm -hmm. most of the time, I feel like I come in pretty zooted. Mm -hmm. um, what does the, that mean? I don't know what that word means. Uh, zooted, lit, over mm -hmm. the okay, top, okay. just like, <laughs> like <laughs> Clayton <laughs> is there. I so, am not cool enough to know that word. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you know. I know. The more you um, know. <laughs> the more you know, yes. Um, and so I know like I have had to reconcile with the fact that there were probably moments that I made it uncomfortable for Tucker just because of how like, over, over the, the top, top. Will, and I'm in everybody's face, and blah, 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 you know, Tucker's like, uh, yeah, right, <laughs> bye guys. Um, I'm just oh gonna God. sit over here and watch y'all, <laughs> yeah, right. But having to having to tamper that and just go, you know what, I'm gonna take a step back, see what you know God's doing in this space and mm. how it feels, and then and see how I can add value to that, yeah. Um, and it sounds beautiful, it sounds attractive and fun, um, but in all reality, sometimes it's it's hard. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but Jesus actually says, blessed are the peacemakers, not the right. peacekeepers. Um, and so you have to make it an active thing of, I want to, I want, I want to make this um, and be conducive to like the, the peace that's happening right. here mm -hmm. amongst everybody, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that, that scripture in Acts says that the believers were of one heart and mind. And that was the thing I think for me that like gets me the most excited. And I'm like, I remember just sitting there in home group and being like, that is like insane. That what? And the idea that like the idea of having people who are so different mm -hmm. in any other context where you have people who are so the life of a party, super excited, those who are like all humor and those who are all seriousness and those people just with all different interests. There's those of us who like, we just like love to talk about like entertainment and art and pop culture. And then there's people who like to talk about like math and science and, and it, it all works and it all comes together. And I really do feel like it's just because that's the design that the Lord had yeah. for community mm -hmm. that all believe the believers would be of one heart and mind. Mm -hmm. And I see that so much and it's so replicable. Like yeah. it is not, that's the thing that I feel like people say to me, even my sister say to me like from afar, looking into my life being like, how how every, it seems like everywhere you go this happens and i'm like because it's easy to replicate because it's just essentially being obedient to like the design that god had for Bingo. fellowship among believers yes. and so as long as i'm doing that i can take this community with me anywhere and i think that's a blessing for me as well because i have such big fomo that the mm -hmm. idea of like leaving this place and leaving behind these, yeah. this community is really hard right. but to know that like 
even in this, like in the sing- season of singleness, knowing that like, this has been a huge blessing because I have people. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the biggest things I think with a relationship, you're like, I have my person. I'm like, well, I have my people. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't, that loneliness isn't there as much mm-hmm. because I know that I have so many people that I can rely on and I can take this and make those people somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Because we've yeah. seen so people, even just in the past couple of months who've lived in Anders- Anderson for two months who already feel like we're family. Mm-hmm. And there's really no way for me to explain that other than God, which is, yeah. seems like a cop out, but it's not it's like, not. it's, it's like it, it literally is him. Yeah. And to think that like, even was we were talking about how we pray up the home, we pray up um, community, we pray up each other. Mm-hmm. Um, when we're going to go on mission, we're going to go somewhere and do something. We pray for each other in the middle of a game of bananagrams. Like mm-hmm. it's that simple. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's real. That's what I think is so beautiful about it is that it's like, it seems so odd, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. not. Like it, no, it doesn't yeah. have to be. But there's, there's a sw- I know a lot of people. So sorry. Sugar, no, you're good. There, there's a switch. I know a lot of people find it hard to obviously find a community. Find community, um, but there's a switch from I'm on mission to find community to I'm on mission to be in community. Mm, that's um, so and good. That's actually yeah, a part of your design. You know, you are made in the image of God, mm-hmm. and God is actually Himself a community: Father, mm-hmm. Son, Holy mm-hmm. Spirit, right. all loving and submitting to each other constantly. Right, mm-hmm. um, and that that is a part of who I am as a believer to be community around me and to mm-hmm. you know it's i think uh may i may have heard this at summer camp one but like but life really is better together mm-hmm. right and you, you can't together. do it you can't do it alone yeah. so it's yeah. so good i know oh, so, so i'm sitting here listening i'm not in y'all's group and some of the questions that i'm thinking about asking i feel like we've already answered so how do you encourage and build one another up what do you normally do together? I'm hearing these things as you guys talk. I hear that you're playing games, bananagrams. I hear that you're having dinner. Mm-hmm. I hear, I know, Tucker, that you had your birthday recently and mm-hmm. you guys all went to Asheville and hung out. Mm-hmm. Um, y'all are doing life together. Those are things that you're doing. Mm-hmm. But here are some things that I'm hearing. I'm hearing that, Tyler, you realize I might be a little too loud for Tucker. So I need to taper my personality in order to bring him in because I don't want to isolate Tucker. Mm -hmm. And Tucker's like, I want to be part of this group and I want to find a community, but I'm going to have to like be uncomfortable a little bit probably in order Mm -hmm. to get close. Mm -hmm. And Jayla, what I've heard from you is I'm good with people, but I'm not good at being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have to figure out. Well, you How? just read all of us. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just hearing I'm I'm good with people, but I'm not good at being vulnerable. So I'm gonna have to change that part yeah. of me, or like sure. in order to do this for real. Yeah, I'm gonna have to step over this. Um, maybe I, I don't mean to say this in the wrong way, but maybe just feeling or impulse to entertain mm-hmm. and to like put that to the side, the and then <laughs> and yeah, and like to let you see who I really right, am. Right. Yeah. and so. What what are you guys doing to build each other up? You're seeing each other's weaknesses and you're mm-hmm. conceding, you're ministering to those weaknesses. Right. Yeah. And then, and as a result, you're building one another up. Yeah. It's really beautiful. It's, yeah. it's just yeah. like the Trinity, like you're mm-hmm. saying, honoring the other person, loving the other person. Right. And Jesus says that in John 17. He's like, I have to obey the Father. Right. And I have to, so that you'll know who he is and so that you'll know what his love is. And so when I leave, he's going to send the Holy Spirit so you won't be alone. But I'm not going to glorify myself. I'm going to glorify the Father. The Holy Spirit's going to glorify me. It's cyclical. So you guys are living that out. And I think one reason why people don't find community is because they do what you said before. Tyler, I can't remember how you said it, but you said something like instead of 
looking for something to instead feed of, me. Yeah, um, instead of um, being community, yeah. try to find community. Yeah, you're, yes, you're trying to find someone to mm-hmm. meet your need, mm-hmm. but but a lot of times that's not how the gospel works. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. We're satisfied when we give, mm-hmm. even yeah. though that's I must doesn't seem yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Jesus yeah. says the gospel won't make sense to the world. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That's just how it is. Yeah. Well, um, I had one more question in here from the Instagram people. I I just want to see what you guys think about this. So I had one person say, um, if you are single. Sometimes you need to learn to enjoy your own company and be okay with going out alone. Hmm. Yes. What do you guys think about that? I'm the I'm king of going out, out alone. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's it's difficult, but um, yeah, like going to the movies by myself. I'm going on a solo trip pretty soon. Like I'm just so pumped for that. And that's more of my personality. Mm-hmm. Um, I just really recharge when I'm by myself and can kind of do my own thing. Um but yeah, I think that knowing that those moments are really when you get to connect with God. And mm-hmm. um, even if it's just like a long drive by yourself, like there's nothing I love more yeah. than getting in the car mm-hmm. for five hours and just being able to like blast my music and talk to God <laughs> and maybe like cry a little and <laughs> just have some internal like <laughs> churning. But um, without anyone looking, without anyone looking. Yeah. And it's it's just such a opportunity to be intimate with God and Mm. be fully present with him because it's difficult to do that with other people. And so, like, it's fun for me even to, like, sit at the movies and be like really Enneagram for and introspective about like the story and how it like reflects the gospel and blah, blah, blah. And I get to like ride home and think about it and talk to God about it. And, um, so I just, I personally eat that up. I know mm. that that sounds like a nightmare to most people. Yeah. Um, but I know that was <laughs> like in, uh, five yeah. hours by myself. <laughs> yeah. But I really do think like, I'm the person that has to be reminded like how good it is to do those things with people. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm a little bit on the other side of that. Yeah. We probably are polar opposites in this. Yeah. We've talked about it too. That yeah. like, I, one of the biggest things I've learned in this year is how to like hanging out with myself. And that sounds like so cheesy. And I think any time in life I would have heard someone saying that and be like, oh, my gosh, that mm-hmm. is really lame. Um, <laughs> but being able to be around so many other people who like really enjoy having alone time and like don't just enjoy it, like need it mm-hmm. and like crave it um, has really helped me. Like I've had to press hard into being like, OK, just going to have time where it's like not me and a lot of people and I think that like that has been so beautiful and transformative for my relationship with Jesus and I think that like that's like what we mentioned earlier and the freedom of being able to be alone when you're single is like Mm -hmm. I have freedom in that fully devoting my life to Jesus and like fully giving it my all right is that when I'm alone when I like go at the end of the night to settle down it's just me Mm -hmm. and so I do just get to talk to Jesus um, and like I get to process things with him which has been a huge struggle for me because I am an external processor, and so for me, I need another person there. Mm. So, like, when I have any thought, I want to share it with someone. And so the idea of, like, some like this weekend, both my roommates were out of town, and I was like, oh, yes, I'm going to love this. This is going to be great. I'm going to, like, spa day. And then, like, two hours in, I was like, this is agony, and I need to see humans. <laughs> but, like, I decided against it because I was like, this is something you need to learn. You need to mm. learn the discipline of what it looks like to be alone. And like, Is that why you don't text me back? Uh, 
Oh, what? oh. <laughs> yes. I'm so rejection. But even even to the point where I have like told to my friends that for me I've I've like deemed Thursdays to be like mental health Thursdays and I like won't hang out with people on Thursday. Um and so just because I know that I need that time for mm-hmm. me now, like I realize, man, that's really beautiful. That's really helpful. And like I can still be an extrovert. I can still be a people person. I can still loving hang- love to hang out with people, but I can still like rejoice doing things alone and that yeah. it's not lame. Like no. it is so fun. There's something almost kind of exhilarating about like going to the movies by yourself or like what I've always thought was the weirdest thing is when I saw people at restaurants eating a meal by themselves and I was like, oh, they got stood up. And then you realize like they're having a good time. They did this on purpose. And to be like, that's actually really freeing and like makes you feel really confident. Like I can walk Mm -hmm. into a restaurant without a human being, Mm -hmm. sit down, order a meal, eat it, enjoy myself, like and not and then leave. Mm -hmm. And then it's like there's also no shame in that. But it like blows my mind. But it's something that I've learned in a huge way that like there is no shame in being alone. That like singleness isn't second best. And that like that's not the way the gospel puts it forward. That's not the way Paul writes about it Mm -mm. Mm -mm. at all. The complete opposite. Exactly. And so like that's not what God designed it for. And Mm so the like that has been huge for me is that like being alone is like totally okay yeah and that you can be by yourself and not be lonely yeah. like those are two different things and that's been something i've learned too isn't it crazy how you walk in a restaurant you see someone eating alone and all of a sudden you're like oh yeah they don't have anyone to eat with and you feel sorry for them or mm-hmm. you see a couple that's not talking and you assume mm-hmm. yeah. that they're not getting along but really mm-hmm. maybe they're just comfortable right yeah not talking eating spend, and not talking yeah. they spend every minute of the day together yeah right? so i, I yeah. think we have instant judgment yeah, sometimes sure. that aren't necessarily true so Let's end the podcast with the question, what is the most difficult thing about being single? Okay, here we go. One word, waiting. (laughs) Waiting on God, waiting on that person, waiting, waiting, waiting. And it's just, you know, so the human condition is to reach. It is to take things, matters into your own hands. It is to not touch, trust God. It's to do things your own way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in singleness, if we're being real, are we allowed to re- re- be real on this podcast? Be real. Okay, okay, okay. Be real. Uh, for me, it's just like, I, need, I and there's so many moments and opportunities because marriage is obviously a beautiful thing. And there mm-hmm. are so many beautiful things in marriage that I want to experience one day. Yeah. Um, and so the temptation for me is to try to shortcut and have some type of faux version of that before I actually get, you know, mm. the thing that God's ha- that God has on reserve for me. Um, and so, yeah, just waiting, being patient, like, you know, the Bible talks about in James, letting patience have its perfect work in mm-hmm. you. And so there's so many things in me that are constantly being worked over while I wait. So mm. um, that whole thing of, not wanting to be by yourself, you know, or constantly wanting to be around other people. For me, I had, I had, literally had to force myself to go eat at Denny's by myself. Don't know why I chose yeah. Denny's, but <laughs> eat at Denny's by myself. Because marriage is a magnifier. If I'm going to be lonely by myself, you know, it, it's not going to make it better. It's not going right. to heal that, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, or purity, uh, you know, like having to wait and say, no, all sexual expression is meant for marriage. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to wait. I'm going to um, set these you know, things up in my life and have this accountability in my yep. life to ask me the right questions right. Um, to make sure that I'm fully relying on the Lord and, again, not trying to create some mm-hmm. faux version of yeah. what he actually yeah. has for me. So That's I take the waiting and the, and the patient. That's yeah. good. That's good. Um, I think for me it is... Just 
I've said this before and I, I don't know if it like makes any sense, but I've told like really close friends and I'm going to be real, but like to have a person that is like devoted to you and committed to you and like above all else, like if they don't talk to anyone else that day, they want to talk to you. Mm. Like, I think that that's something so beautiful about marriage that that it's just like your team. Like it's your yeah. home base. Mm-hmm. It's your person that knows every single thing and is there no matter what. And I think that that is the most difficult thing for me right now is seeing a lot of my friends outside of this community that we have, have that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Longing for a good thing. You're longing for a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I think that, you know, it's not that I ever felt like I needed to be number one in anyone's life, but it is like a, oh, before this friend has says yes to this, he has to talk to his wife and Mm -hmm. like that just doesn't have the freedom that I have. But also just to know that like there's someone always there, like there's a consistent, Mm -hmm. constant person. And, um, that's why the community is so cool is because it is consistent and it has like kind of mirrored that in a lot of ways, but you know, just to have like the person to go on trips with and like to go do this with or that (laughs) with, and to like fully understand you and to know you, I think that that's, uh, you know, not something that I'm missing entirely, but I do miss or yearn for that like one person mm-hmm. that yeah. is yeah. committed to that and I can commit to them yeah, doing that sure. too. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I mean, I think that like they put into really good words like what I would say, but one thing I would add, I don't know if this is the most difficult thing for me. I would probably say it's waiting. Um, but <laughs> um one thing that is really difficult I think is and I've recently realized that this is something that is a thing is the pressure to not be single. And so mm. there's a thing in young Christian culture that is like, you have to get married by oh. the age of like, like I'm turning 25 12. in a few months. And that, that's what I do. <laughs> no, I, I do not I affirm say, that. Not 19. And then, <laughs> These views are my own. Um, but I was like, I think the closer I get to 25, which makes me feel like I'm, Turning 25 in my head makes me feel like I'm turning 93, but I think it's because in young Christian culture, you see a lot of um, young people getting married and this pressure to like, you have to get married so you just live your whole lives together. And then like when you're 50, you'll be like, we've been together for ages and like we've, we've been, our souls have been tied together forever. And like, there's this pressure, there's this pressure from, no, it's not like from me giving it to Tyler and me giving it to Tucker or the vice versa, but it's like this just unspoken pressure that like, Mm -hmm. you've got to find someone, your time Mm -hmm. is running out. Mm -hmm. And I think that. It's it's, it's the thing when when you go see your parents and they're like. Right, and all of your aunts oh, and uncles are like, so, <laughs> and you're like, no, yeah. right, and I think that like I, that's so like even within like our group of friends because a lot of us are single and like some of our friends aren't single, but because they like met within group or we they met because of some extension of our group that like we are like okay so who are we setting up so and so with mm-hmm. and that like that's great and that's beautiful and we love that but also like at the same time I've noticed lately that like I don't genuinely like I don't 
like I was even thinking about my roommates and they were both like they took the same photo with their boyfriends and my face like went from a smile (laughs) to a frown like so quick and I caught myself and I was like you're happy for them and that's how you genuinely feel but what like the enemy is trying to tell you is that like this is not a a season that you can be content in because of some societal pressure that like I have to get married right away and like if I don't have a baby by the time I'm 26 I'm not a woman and it's like that's not true (laughs) and like that's not accurate and that like Marriage isn't going to define me or give me like a new value. My value and my identity are in Jesus. And so it's like, if I'm single until I'm 37, then I'm single until I'm 37 and I'm just as loved and I'm just as valued and I'm just as much a child of God. Mm -hmm. And I think that like, that is like a huge difficult thing to explain to people. Even like thinking about family is so much so trying to explain to them like, I know all you want from me in life is to get married. I also want that. But mm-hmm. also, can we celebrate me yeah. being single? No, yeah. we can't. Okay, great. Yeah. And so it's like having to like, it's not like a burden you carry, but having to be able to like keep your head up in that mm-hmm. um, and push through that. Because even I find myself like making comments to other friends of mine, like, oh my gosh, like, when are you going to get, when are we, like, yeah. I'm feeding into the pressure mm-hmm. because it's more comfortable to be like, to do that than to say like we're gonna celebrate our singleness and we're just gonna like live this out um which i find so funny because i feel like most of like secular content like movies and tv are like single and so much of like young yeah like so many tv shows of like people being like we're like young and we're in the city and we're gonna live it up Hmm. and like that idea that like i feel like there's not as much of that at least i have an experience within like girls and Christian community of like we're all gonna find spouses and we're all gonna be married together and we're gonna go yeah. on like mountain trips and I'm like yes we will maybe one day but <laughs> that, it's probably the yeah. definition of live it up right yeah. <laughs> right you yeah. know yeah. like for a Christian it's not the same live it up so right. maybe it doesn't quite look as quote fun mm-hmm. yeah maybe yeah. I don't know but it's, it's true. just a thought yeah yeah add one thing yes yeah. add it Tucker I I have two things. So <laughs> can I add one thing? Sorry. Give them a mile when they take five. My I think just to like piggyback on what Jayla said, like if you are an aunt or an uncle or someone who <laughs> yeah, has bless them. Yes. Do what? No, bless these yes. aunts. Oh, bless yes. Yes. He's talking to you married people. You married people. Yep. How you talk to the single people. Yeah. yeah. So like I don't know. I feel at family reunions and things like that, I'm like, please ask me about like what is happening in my, my life, life. Right. then my what is missing. Like what like, sets your soul on fire? Yeah. Way better question than are you still single? Yeah. <laughs> and then the conversation's <laughs> over because you've made it really awkward. Right. Yeah. Yes. And then also if you're a um married person, like the most life-giving thing you can do is to bring a single person into your home mm. and to treat them like family. Like, I think that yeah. along with just having an amazing group of people that I work with and this community, like having families that I like get invited to the kids like birthday parties mm. and, yeah. um, mm. you know, get to come over and have like a Christmas night of like watching the Grinch with the kids like mm. that yeah. makes me feel so like yeah. at home included yeah. yeah and it like makes things like holidays feel so much more special yeah. because mm. I feel like I have people where I belong and it isn't just you know there's something different about an actual family versus yeah. you know your friends mm-hmm. that you consider family and so that's the best thing that you can do for the like 
single people kind of living mm-hmm. in this weird like in between stage mm-hmm. of not being in college mm-hmm. and also not being married. Um, yeah, it just means a yeah. lot. And so good. Yeah, I think to that as well. Like one of the things in that is that like it also sets a really good example for a faithful but flawed marriage. Like mm. I can look at people and be like, this yes. couple, they are yes. so faithful, but they're flawed. They have flaws. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it gives me a real example mm-hmm. of what it looks like to be Bingo. married. Mm-hmm. And then it sets like, it's like dominoes. Mm-hmm. And it sets up when I go to get married being like, man, the blessing that all those married couples were to me that yes. to make me not feel like a burden, mm-hmm. like not pitied that like uh, we're bringing our single friend Jayla around because she has nothing else to do. But like, we want you to be here and you add value mm-hmm. and experience and understanding to our lives as well and like a reminder of what it looks like to be content with whatever it is that you can add that like there's value in that mm-hmm. um and that's been a big blessing for me as well as like almost like these couples who who have mentored me mm-hmm. and to be able to look at them and go okay this is what a marriage looks like mm-hmm. it's not perfect like it's mm-hmm. not all rainbows it's hard it's difficult it's work but it's beautiful and you're faithful and you're faithful to god and you're faithful to each other um and so i think that's huge as well so good. You guys are wise. I'm, in, I'm inspired. Y'all are right some now. wise people going on. Um, I appreciate you guys being here today, sharing your wisdom and being very vulnerable because lots of people are going to listen to this. So um, thank you so much for ministering to the Overcoming Monday listeners in a way that I really couldn't because um, I haven't been single in a while. So I appreciate you guys. Um, thanks for living out your story, telling people your story. And listeners, if you've benefited from this podcast, would you guys share this with your friends? Because I know you have some friends who need to hear this and share it on your social media platform. And also, please go on iTunes or Spotify and leave us a review. It really, really helps us a bunch. Thank you so much for listening. Clayton King Ministries hopes we've given you something to overcome your Monday. We're thankful that you chose to listen to Overcoming Monday, a production of Clayton King Ministries. This podcast happens because of you, and there are three ways that you can help us reach even more people. One, be sure to share us with your friends and follow Shari on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ShariKing99. The second way is that you can also make a tax-deductible donation to Clayton King Ministries, a 501c3 nonprofit at claytonking.com give. And third, of course, subscribe to our podcast. Get on your favorite podcast platform and hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And for more encouragement to move you forward in your faith, check out Shari's amazing blog at shariking.com. Thanks again for listening, and we hope that we've given you something to help overcome this Monday.